What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's um first ep- and only episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. And today's episode, we're kind of just going to recap the Super Bowl, discuss the weekend. UFC fights happened, and there's... um Yeah, we're just going to kind of shoot the shits again. Guess UFC fights first. Just get them out of the way. There's only one fight that mattered. Yeah, or subscribe to the YouTube channel if you guys are new, and check out our sponsor in the description, Little Italy Pizza Shop. If you go into either lo- if you go into the only Little Italy Pizza Shop location in Townsend, Delaware, you're eligible for a 10% discount off. You're already the very most cheap prices around. And if I'm in there, there's a good chance I'm gonna buy your meal. So, sh- oh, excuse me. Show some love and. UFC 284, Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Fight went the distance. Islam won by split decision. There was some dispute on who people thought should have won. I mean, I know Joe Rogan was a big Alexander Volkanovsky activist. How do you feel about it? Uh, No. Me personally, my recap of that fight is... Volk or Volk shouldn't have been plus three hundred, and Makachev shouldn't have been minus four hundred. I do think that Makachev won the fight. However, I'm not sure that their judging has been consistent, because the like, guy. I feel like if Makachev won that fight, then Jan should have won his fight. You know what I mean? Because I think they were kind of the same. I personally think Makachev won this one. I agree. I also think that the one ref was wrong. I said forty nine, forty six. Oh yeah, that was. I think it was three to two. Yeah. However, I do also believe that if Volk had a couple more minutes, he would have won the fight. I also think that Volk had a better chance of winning the fight than Makachev ever did. If that makes sense. Yeah. He had a better chance to finish it than mm-hmm. Makachev ever did. I don't. I didn't really see Volk in that much danger. I know that there was a close to a headlock, but he said he was fine. I mean, apparently Islam's under some fire, too. Apparently, he used an IV to rehydrate, and they're talking about he's getting Dan stripped or whatever. Oh, that's, like, legit? Yeah, yeah, like, he's, like, under investigation. He might get stripped. I thought Dan Hooker was just saying some shit to be petty. No, I think that he was... I mean, it, that's a very strong allegation to just kind of throw out there. But he, he beat him, so... Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, you're about to, you guys beat Josh Emmett. No, he's going to have to fight Volk. If Volk wants to. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to. I mean, I don't know. Islam didn't... I don't know what he was doing. I Part of me felt as though he was just trying to get too cute. I mean, But a- my whole thing was, I think that Volk looked very prepared. He looked very comfortable. He didn't look scared of going to the ground with Islam. There was a couple... At one time, Islam, like you kind of said, almost caught him in the headlock. Volk was fine. He was fired up. He was in Australia. I think Volk looked really, really, really good. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show that you can't really, like, write him off. Yeah, I mean, Makachev didn't look that great. However, we have to remember that Alexander Volkanovsky was the pound-for-pound pound number one. It was in Australia. But props to Volk for moving up. And, and Islam didn't have Khabib. Handling his own. He didn't have Khabib. But props to Volk for moving up and still handling his own. And props to Makachev for winning a fight. I think those are two dogs and... I'm happy that we watched it. It wasn't it wasn't a great fight, but no. it was a pretty good one, I thought. I mean, there were better fights at the house than... Yeah. <laughs> Destroyed Matt Kelly. <laughs> he had me on the ground at first. Picked him up. You just literally just... Pow- like, you just overpowered him. Yeah. Like, I, I have, I have a, I'll show you the videos when we stop recording. I got a couple videos. <laughs> if you have that one, send it. I have the pictures, by the way. I didn't send them because I was like... 
I'm not sending all these pictures <laughs> in my crib. <laughs> but I still have them. Now, um, yeah, no, nah, it, was, it was a good fight. The card sucked, but next fight... We'll talk about that later. We can't we can't keep running through content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta fuck. save that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, um then the Super Bowl. I mean, Chiefs won 38-35. Talk about your night. How, how was your night? It was a very, very fun night. How was um, Philly? I heard that place got burned down. It was not it would have been a lot more it would have been a lot worse if the Eagles won. But, dude, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was honestly, like, scary because walking out of the bar, everyone was walking out, like, of all the different bars. We were in Center City right by City Hall. You could have heard a pin drop. It was dead fucking silent. It was, like, it reminded me of, you know I don't like the Purge movies. They give me anxiety. It reminded me of, like, right when the Purge siren finishes going off and it just pans through the streets and they're silent and empty. That's exactly what it reminded me of. And I was with uh, Danny and two of her friends, and they're all drunk tweaking. And I'm just like, what is happening? Imagine if I was there. How about them cowboys? <laughs> I, there was like three best friends. It was like if me, you, and Jake went out, the one guy, after the Eagles lost, they were Eagles fans. And this one kid, they were probably like our age, running up and down the street, go birds, da, da, da. And I was just, I said like something under my breath. I was like, this asshole or something. And as I guess his boy heard me and was like, yo, he called his name. I think it was Josh. He was like, yo, Josh, shut the fuck up. And like, they like started like, like, it was like, and he was like, fuck you. Like, it was like a whole thing. I'm just like, dude, what is going on? It felt like a fever dream. I was like, what is going on? But like, literally, you could have heard as soon as the, like, it was, cr- we were at, um, Uptown Beer Garden, real nice spot. Like, it's probably real nice in the summer too. They got like a patio and stuff. Really nice spot. Um, we were there, and it was crazy. There was probably like 300 people there. <laughs> and it was just like everyone was going crazy. After that Bradbury penalty got called, I said to Dan, I said, yo, I said the Eagles just lost the Super Bowl. I ain't saying much with you. I mean, it was like, I mean, my whole thing with that, though, actually, I'm going to pause this. I want to record this and, like, upload this clip. But, no, nah, I mean, honestly, my whole thing – with that was, I mean, if you watch the game, the refs kind of, the refs let him play the whole game. There was not many penalties. And I felt as though personally that, just me personally, not even like being like biased or whatever you want to call it, I think that the ball was uncatchable. And I don't think that, I mean, if you really look, there's holding P.I. on every play. If you really look at it, I don't think that James Radbury grabbing the jersey had any effect on the route at all. That's how I feel about it. And that's how I felt when I saw it. So I think that with the way the refs were kind of just letting him play the whole game, not calling many penalties, I think that two like what two and a half minutes left in the Super Bowl, you're playing fair, you're not calling many penalties, you're kind of just letting him play. To have a call like that down the stretch in one of the greatest Super Bowls ever, I think personally that that was like that kind of was like that was weird. But that's just how I feel. I'm gonna hear how you feel about it. But I just think that them calling the penalty after just letting them play the whole game was not a good. I didn't like the decision. I agree and disagree with what you said. Um, I'll start out with the uncatchable part. It's not a part of the rules, technically. Technically, he did grab, and technically there was a pull. And he did say that he did grab him, and the ball not being catchable has nothing to do with a holding. However, at the same time, would I have thrown a flag? No. I think the refs did not do great this game. I think the NFL didn't do great this game no. with the field. I think they fumbled that, that bad. Yeah, that was bad. Really bad. 
Uh, I think, you know, they missed a way more obvious one and at the first quarter, second quarter. I, I forget who the hell it was. Um, Brad, somebody pulled Juju in, like, this first. Yeah, and then the no, catch that Devontae... It was way more obvious. Yeah, and the Devontae Smith catch that he kind of caught up catch. here. That they said that wasn't a catch, but it looked like a catch. There was P.I. on that. That's I fair. mean, the reason Smitty had to catch it all weird was because the P.I. That's but, fair. I mean, I don't know. Um... I, I don't think that was a catch, but anyways, back to the main point. I wouldn't have thrown the flag there either. I think what they were doing throughout the game was letting them play. So if you have to let them play at the end. However, if you wanted to call it strict, call it strict at the start, and then call it strict all the way through, mm-hmm. that's fine. As long as you're consistent, it does not matter to me. This is not a consistent call. No. Therefore, it is a bad one. Yeah. Technically, they are right in theory, but at the same time, consistency matters and they were consistent. Question. Assuming you're an Eagles fan or whatever, what are you? Who are you blaming on the Super Bowl loss? Or like what? The penalty, the defense? Like who are you blaming? Or not blaming, but like you know what I'm saying. I'm definitely giving praise to Jalen Hurts, and yes. if there is somebody to blame for this, it would probably be I guess the defense slash special teams. Yeah, those are kind of the same interchangeable guys that kind of cost them. Yeah, I mean I would agree, I would agree 100 on that. The defense, I think that that pass interference or the holding call was definitely a very big part of it. But I would say yes. that the Eagles' defense did not show up at all. The Chiefs scored every, yeah, every drive in a second. But yeah, I mean when you were in the Super Bowl and you give the Chiefs the ball six, five, six times in the second half and they score on every possession. That just can't happen now yet. I mean, I literally, like, my cousin started an argument with me on Twitter last night about it. Like, I didn't it was, see. So, I went out after the game. I was on my way home. And I tweeted and said, I said, the Eagles are going to go all in on defense this offseason. Add a bunch more pieces. Their offense is good enough and has the players. And has the player. Their offense is good enough and has the players. After today, the defense needs some work. I would agree. Uh, the offense is probably fine as long as the offensive line stays intact. Yeah. And the defense is losing both corners, potentially, and the D-lines are getting old. So I would agree with that statement. He said, they lost because the refs made a shitty call. They had the most sacks since the 85 Bears. What the F are you talking about? They didn't have a sack this game. I said, LMFAO, congrats. Was just talking about this game, LOL. Defense did not show up today. <laughs> And I guess he just didn't even answer me because I guess he realized that he was being an asshole. The, they didn't have a sack this game, which is credits to the Chiefs' O-line, credits to the field because it was impossible to pass us on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jalen changes uh, cleats at halftime. Yeah. He might have changed. Yeah. He might have changed earlier, but yeah. Uh, and, I mean, they just couldn't stop the, the what's it called? The yeah. little ropey dope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was definitely one of the better Super Bowls. It was a very good Super Bowl. Hey, what'd you think of the halftime show? Your boy ASAP. <laughs> He's got that dog in there. ASAP has that dog in I got to say, I said it to Colin. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I thought the halftime show was all right. They're giving her shit for like lip singing. I don't think I care that much. Lip singing sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, I thought it was a very good halftime show. Now, Part of me thinks that it was because I was at a bar and everyone was vibing. Like, we were at, like, the club. So, like, like I took some videos. Dude, they look so bad. I'll show them to you later. Oh, my God. It's so... I looked at my private Snapchat store on my home. I was like, what happened? I was like, why? Horrible decisions. Oh, yeah. All across the board. <laughs> and, but, no, I mean, it was a, it was a definitely a good time. Enjoyed my time up in Philly. Enjoyed the game. You know? Everybody in our group chat said the halftime show was good. So 
I if that means anything at all. I was I saw the messages. I, I every time I looked in the group chat, I saw like seventy messages, and it, I just saw Mike <laughs> spamming. And I, I didn't even read what he said. I meant to read it, but I didn't drawling. read it, and I didn't even like bother to reply. I was just like, all right. I think I said one message. I was like, stop after he said something stupid. But nah, I mean, what did I want to say? I had something I wanted to say. Okay. Biggest takeaway from each team. Uh, Eagles, I would say Hertz is definitely the guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you had any doubts before, I know some Eagles fans have doubts. That I was saying, throw, which granted that last play did not help his case out at all, but he's some still of the plays were some of the plays just flashbacks to Hertz at OU, just putting the team on his back and. Dude, when he would like scramble around and somehow make those throws. That like, two point conversion, he had zero business getting that two point conversion. I guarantee he went to the gym right after the Super Bowl. Oh, dude, no doubt. Jalen Hurts, I mean, I've, I mean, it was just, I just saw flashes of Oklahoma Jalen Hurts. I was just like, damn, man. Like, yeah. he's, Jalen, if there was any doubts, Jalen Hurts is the real deal. My whole thing was, I was curious to see how many people, if the Eagles won, were going to say that Mahomes is, or Hurts is better than Mahomes. I would have had to fight a lot of people. In that. I, I don't agree with it. I mean, even if the Eagles won, I would not sit there and go say that Jalen Hurts is better than Patrick Mahomes. I do give Hurts props for sticking with him. Granted, you know, the Chiefs' defense isn't that good, but I mean, props dude, for I, sticking with him. You know, he he held his own. I got surgical on a parlay. AJ Brown over five and a half receptions. Kelsey anytime touchdown. Pacheco over forty-seven and a half rushing. Kenneth Gainwell over seventeen and a half rushing. And I almost added Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown in there, but I was like, nah, this would be the game where he doesn't do it for some reason. <laughs> How about three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, nah, dude, it was turned twenty-five bucks into three thirty off of a four-legger. What's your uh, Chiefs takeaway? My biggest takeaway from Kansas City is that they are. Probably the close, the next closest thing to like the Patriots dynasty that we'll see. Probably no, you're rolling jabroni. Yeah, they um last five AFC championships they've been so. I don't even know if the Patriots did that. They probably did, but solid. Yeah, I think they were home field every single one. Yeah, I mean, I saw that last year's Super Bowl was the first time in like five or so years that the Super Bowl didn't. Have the Broncos, Patriots, or Chiefs in it? Yeah, I mean, Pat Mahomes is that guy. Yeah, he's probably he's going to be the second best quarterback of all time. We're already starting to see. I saw I was on YouTube and I saw um, a thumbnail, the new goat with a big ass picture of Mahomes. I'm like, dude, is I this... think he can. I think he can, but I'm not sure that he will. I mean, it's 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 a lot. Seven, right? Brady has seven. Yeah, I mean seven with all the records. Yeah, Brady has all the stats too. I think Mahomes is going to catch him in the stats. I don't think that's going to be a problem. No, the Super Bowls might be a problem, and yeah. I'm not sure how much I'll give it to. Like, if Mahomes gets five, I don't know if I'll if I'll change up because if Mahomes gets five and starts to beat some of the records, then I think you have an argument. If he has yeah. five and starts to beat the records, because I think his competition was better. Who's Mahomes? I think Brady. it will be better. Yeah, but Brady played against the dogs, dude. I know. I mean, listen, I hear you. I'm not. Yeah, listen, I'm no, not, yeah, not a Brady hater, but no, I know. Burrow, uh, Allen, Herbert, Lamar. If he like keeps being yeah. those guys, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think in terms of like defenses, though, I think Brady probably played tougher defenses. 
I mean, this is this is the LeBron and MJ debate in, yeah. in about ten years, and it's yeah. gonna be like, who do you want? <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait. It's till, Mahomes like, is literally going to be LeBron. Yeah, and, and Brady's gonna be MJ. I mean, it's like the arguments I have with my dad about LeBron Jordan. It's like, am I gonna have them same arguments with my kids about Brady and Mahomes? You probably will. And my kids ain't ready, cause, <laughs> dude. I mean, you know, I've Your been kids back. Kids are probably gonna be Patriots fans, so I, they might not have the argument with you. I don't. I'm not even. <laughs> um, I would say that somebody in my life has something to say about that, and we've had that conversation a few times. No, you have to. You have to just dog up. I know. <laughs> I listen, Ryan. I know. <laughs> if you buy the crib, and it just happens to have a Patriot on it. Someone <laughs> walk in one day, big X. There's fucking spray paint the crib. <laughs> Just put a fat head on the ceiling. It's always season night, dude. But nah, I mean, I for the Eagles though. I mean, I guess we've kind of already done like, like what the off season will kind of look like for the teams that lost, or like what's next. Eagles. I think the Eagle. This NFL draft class is very top heavy. Outside of like the top 20, 25 players, teams are going to start to just take chances on guys. Like we've seen drafts before where there's like three, three rounds of guys who could potentially be first round talent. There's not a lot of that. Like in this draft, I think the day two and three picks, like the second, third, fourth, maybe even fifth rounds, picks are going to be a lot more valuable just because the amount of talent down the board not as much like I'm not I'm not sure if this is going to make sense like it makes sense to me just because that's just how I think but I think that like there's a lot more talent you'll be able to get in the middle rounds than getting with like the 27th pick or something and I mean this draft class is different than what we've seen before so me personally I was talking about it at baseball earlier I think the Eagles should they have no business having that 10th pick you have two first round picks Throw them two picks in the package. Go get, like, Jalen fucking Ramsey or something. Just go move them picks. Bring in players that can help you win immediately. I think the Eagles' Super Bowl window, like, before it's like, all right, what's happening, is, like, two to four years. Uh, Mikey tried to tell me five to ten. <laughs> I told him he's crazy. It depends on how you look at it. Um, because if you look at it in the Bengals' perspective, or, the, like, the Chiefs' perspective, Sure. Okay, maybe. But if you look at it as the your quarterback is about to get paid fifty million dollars, somebody was telling me sixty. It's in a couple of years that you need to get this done, and I'm not sure if Hertz is good enough. He's a baller. I'm not going to say he's not, but is Hertz good enough with the with the Mahomes team? Like Hertz got everybody right now, and that's not. I'm not digging him. Not trying to. But can Hurts do it with just AJ Brown? I don't know. Not saying it can. Can I say it can? But it is a lot less likely when you only got one guy. Can Burrow do it with T Higgins and Jamar? I don't know. Or without one of them? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that's why I'm saying I. <coughs> it's within the NFC is not that good. All the most of the talents in the AFC. Oh yeah, all of it is. The Eagles, if they're if the Eagles play their cards right, they go out. Turn to first round picks, restructure the cap. I mean, you got. You can look at it two ways though. Kelsey, Kelsey's probably Kelsey's probably retiring. I was talking to Mikey about it earlier. Kelsey's retiring. Fletcher Cox is a free agent. I'm pretty sure. 
he he was trying to make a case that the Eagles should keep Brandon Graham and not restructure his contract. Hargrave's a free agent. Lane Johnson's getting surgery. Lane Johnson needs surgery. Isaac Samalu's a free agent. Darius Slay's a free agent. Slay Bradbury are free agents. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a free agent. That's nine starters we just named. Okay, so to counter your point of getting Jalen Ramsey, why not have two first-round picks? Because what is going to help you win right away? The best corner in the NFL? Or, say, drafting a corner at 10 that might not be good right away? Having two players that you can start on your defense it's losing seven starters? Yes, I understand, but I think that this is the time for the Eagles to, for Howie. Listen, I think that last year's offseason for the Eagles has kind of overshadowed all the bad offseasons and moves Howie, Howie Roseman has made. So I really don't know what we're going to get from the Eagles this offseason. Yes, he had one good year, but look at the previous bad years before that. So do you really know what you're going to see from Philly this offseason? I think that there is a solid chance that Philly has to reload somewhat, a temporary reload. I'm not sure if they can afford it or not. Because I don't know. Like, this team might be the best team that they have in the near future because if if they're, if all those guys leave, then it's kind of like, oh, shit. Type of I think, honestly, it might come down to Jalen Hurts pulling a Brady team-friendly <laughs> contract. Yeah. Help him keep town. I mean, I know he's a team guy. Well, he's, they're getting old, too, so they need just... That's what I'm saying. Guys. The, the, that was what I wanted to say. The Eagles, their young players are really young, and they're old. Like, their older players are old as shit. Like, there's no really median. Like, sure, there's a few. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, if he stays, he's right there. A.J. Brown, they're both kind of right there, like the middle. Not super young, not super old. Chauncey's young, I think. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're not super... They're not Hurts young, but they're not Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham... Jason Kelsey old. Like, yeah, they have super young guys. Hurts, Devontae, Jordan Davis, some younger, Nicobe Dean, some young guys. But they got the old guys, the oldest shit that have been on the Eagles forever, it seems like. So it's kind of just like they're in like a weird spot. Yeah. They're kind of like Buffalo. A little bit. I mean, they're just scream Buffalo. A little bit. But what helps the Eagles so much is that they're in the NFC. I mean, eventually, I mean, what? Who's somebody's really, going to catch them. Who's really competitive in the NFC looking into next season? San Fran, Philly, Dallas. The same damn teams that are competitive mm, this may, season. Maybe you can say the Rams. Get, if Stafford coming back, Cup coming back. I mean, maybe you can say them. Because the NFC South sucks. Um, the NFC West, I mean, Seattle was right there. Arizona's not going to have Kyler. Vikings suck. Vikings suck. Packers probably losing A-Rod. Lions. Lions okay. mid, Chicago. Eh. Yeah, there's no way. It's really the NFC East and the NFC West. Yep. That's really it. And then, I mean, the AFC. Everybody, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Bengals, Ravens. Browns, I guess, at some point. Pittsburgh's always going to be them. Jags. Chiefs, Chargers. Denver. I'm throwing Denver up there with Sean Payton. I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'm not. I'll hang, on, I'll hang out on that hill again for Denver this year. Is this your last time? One last ride? 
<laughs> yep, this is my this. I'm telling you right now, I'll say it now. This is my last year that I'm gonna have high hopes for the Broncos. And if they just suck again this year, then I'm all out on them. I'm I'm all set. You're, like they're you're I'm joining my island. I'm just they always yep. will suck. Yeah, I mean the, they're they'll be on the list of poverty teams. Franchises. Yeah. yeah. Somebody else. So I said it to Danielle. Some somebody else made it to the the imaginary whiteboard list. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember who it was. This is why we need a whiteboard. Yeah. Biggest takeaway from the Super Bowl, another one. We talked about it off camera. Yeah. Don't invest heavy in running back. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round pick. That was like our third video. Yeah. That was our second video. Second video? Yeah, I think that was our second video. People are coming up with this shit now. I've been saying this for my whole life. Okay, saying it now. Earliest you're drafting Isaiah Pacheco in fantasy next year. Unbiased. One on one. Go ahead. I'm glad we play in a lot of the same leagues together. Yeah. Uh, I'll take them. Our first five videos Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields. The value of a running back. Carson Wentz versus Jalen Hurts. Discussing the NFL quarterback controversies. And our fifth video was reacting to Matt Stafford being traded. Nice. That was when we were uh, when I was trapped at your house. During the snowstorm, yeah. Debating our top five receivers. Tom Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl. Q&A. Carson Wentz trade. Who can draft the better super team? How fucking down bad was we? <laughs> down atrocious. Um, redraft. But next week, we got who can draft the better super team? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do another redraft. Or another Q&A. Oh, uh, shit. We did one mock draft. Last year, and it was titled Final 2021 Mock Draft. We only did one. That was two years ago. That day, oh, that's what I'm at 2021. Mm. Patriots trade up for quarterback. <gasps> <laughs> and they got Mac Jones. Dude, this is like before we were using thumbnails. And then I started making thumbnails on Snapchat. I mean, what? Dog we, days. Dude, we were... How far in were we before I started really making thumbnails? I didn't make our first thumbnail until after last year's NFL draft. And we were like a year and a half in. Nice. Listen, it's fine now. You know why? I mean, this is pretty good. This is a pretty good thumbnail for Snapchat, I feel like. That's that's a pretty good one for sitting on Snapchat with my big ass fingers. <laughs> Fucking, this was probably my favorite one I did on Snapchat, though. The hot seat one. Yeah, that was nice. Just having to go four or five times cutting outlines of these guys with my fingers. And Snapchat's not accurate at all. I like an hour. Not to... 20 minutes. I knock out I knock out two thumbnails in 20 minutes now. And it's like it, before I used to do one in like an hour. Like let me see if I still have like all these stickers in like my Snapchat. Do you still do that cut thing? Look. Look at these all. One, two, three, four. Six of Derrick Henry. Just, <laughs> I mean, dude. All these. <laughs> four of Deshaun Watson. Joe Burrow. Matt Corral's on there. I mean, dude. Just. All the stickers. <laughs> so bad. The times. What a time to be alive. If anybody wants to be a free editor, let us know. No pay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, um... So, remember who we were talking about before the podcast? Sure. About, like, entering or leaving the match? Yeah. 
They are a Giants fan. I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> go, go Cowboys. <laughs> nah, um, anything else you want to talk about? Sure. Cool. Thank you guys oh, for- no, hold on. One more thing. Did you know Melvin Gordon was a chief? No. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I saw that man posted up at the Super Bowl. I, like, I didn't. I did not know that till last night. <laughs> somebody said, somebody like one of the Chargers like fan pages was like Melvin Gordon's a guy that wrote his name on a project without doing anything and still claiming it. I mean, I did not even know. Like, I saw it. I'm chief. like, why is Melvin Gordon trending on Twitter right now? And he's got the Super Bowl trophy. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like, yo, who gave this to this guy? I'm like, did I miss a chapter? Did I, like, where was that in the, yeah, where was that in the script? What is he, like their fourth running back? Clyde didn't play. Dang. They probably only suit two. Or he probably I think suited. everybody suits three. I don't know. McKinnon. Well, yeah, McKinnon. Yeah. Pacheco. Melvin Pacheco, Gordon. Jeff McKinnon, oh Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Melvin Gordon. Jesus. And they say you need to invest in a running back. Yeah. Super Bowl. When you get Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. Come on. I mean, like. Yeah. I mean, they had. Listen, Melvin Gordon was an early pick. Ronald Jones was an early pick. Um, Jarek McKinnon was a day two guy. Maybe they did. Maybe it is investing in running backs. Maybe that's the right thing to do. That's a lot of draft capital. Yeah. How early are you drafting Beach on this year? In fantasy? No, and I was gonna say way too damn early. <laughs> I was gonna say in fantasy. <laughs> in fantasy, I'm, I'm shoving. It's B. John Pacheco, Andre <laughs> Stevenson, Angela Hoover. Damn, we're <laughs> just gonna B. John. I guarantee I can get all three of them. Drafting B. John as the Cowboys RB three is crazy. I can get all three of them. I know I can. They- yeah, B. John at the one, Ramondre at two, Pacheco at three. I'll get all three of them and I'll win the league. Are you really going to draft B. John in fantasy? With He'll probably be the third string running back in Dallas. Well, we're not keeping Tony Pollard. You guys are going to tag Pollard, restructure Zeke, and draft B. John at the end of the first. I'm going to draft all three of them then. And you're just going to, Dallas is just going to play three running backs on the field at the same time. Wishbone? That's not even wishbone. That's an extra wishbone. That's an extra bone. That's. It's a pistol that's, formation. That's wing T. Wing T. Because we ran at my first two years in high school, my coach ran wing T. That's putting that's putting Zeke at the middle of fullback, <laughs> Tony Pollard and B. John behind him on each side. And would your coach live under a rock? Yeah. Did he only have film in the sixties? He was a K pen loping guy. He was a traditional guy. He only had film of college football options. <laughs> I mean, and you guys probably didn't even run an option. I mean, it was just like. Yeah, it was not a good offense in Delaware. Playing against the middle towns of the world my sophomore year. and The, the Kedrick Whiteheads of the world. One of my favorite football stories ever is that story. Still get that Walked right on the podcast, you can say that story. Dude, I cannot wait. Like, if we get him on the podcast, that's the first story I'm bringing up. Like, off rip. Before we even start. Do I have a story about you that you probably don't even remember? <laughs> But nah, is there anything else you want to talk about? I'm good. All right, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Peace.